Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, December 25th, 2023. What's going on? How are you? How's it going? I'm actually recording this on Tuesday, December 26th. The day after Christmas, your boss called you in. You went to work because he has you by the bulls. You think about killing him, stuffing him in the fucking dumpster. But you know that you will get caught. But imagine the freedom for 25 to 30 minutes before the cops show up. Then you wonder, what do I do now? I can't do time in prison. I'll get fucked in the ass during the arraignment. So you grab a fucking broomstick and you run at the cops. Later on, it's declared suicide by police officer. All right. Anyways, that's dark. It's the day after Christmas. Some people like it. Some people don't. I had a little bit of the I had a little bit of the holiday blues. You know, you start going to the same holiday parties every year, people are getting older, empty nesters, fucking, you know. You start looking around the party, a couple old people, you're like, ugh. I wonder if this is their last Christmas party, right? And then you got like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Eggnog. Let's be happy. Let's be happy. Um, I'm one of those weirdos that I get elated. After, I mean, I love the holidays for my kids, but like after the holidays, like now I feel like there's finally a vacation because, you know, you got all the fucking Christmas parties. You got to see everybody. You got to call everybody. You got to send cards. You got to FaceTime. You got me. They're holding up the thing you got. Right. Um, and this really is like the one time a year where, you know, you, everybody just kind of shuts it down. Even the fucking sociopaths that just drive the population the whole fucking year to work a little longer, a little harder, for a little less. So every quarter they can show that they're continuing to make a profit. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> oh, fucking Billy Jimbaugh, dude. I'm turning the fucking corner. I didn't have any desserts essentially this whole year. I had a couple, two or three here or there. Went off the rails a little bit when I had some butterscotch pudding at this fancy fucking restaurant. Even though I just wanted the Swiss Miss, I did that back in, in August. And that fucked me up for like a month until I, uh, I got it back under control. But I didn't, I didn't mess with anything. And uh, I'm feeling good. I didn't put on the holiday pounds. I'm actually taking weight off. And I know what you guys are thinking. You're probably thinking, Bill, how are you doing it? I'm doing it. The same way everybody in Hollywood's doing it, right? Oh, 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 Zempic. Is that a pain in my pancreas? Yes! Uh, <laughs> if you don't know the O'Reilly Auto Parts song, <clears throat> that joke didn't make any sense as far as, like, the melody. No, they actually, oh, 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 Zempic. Guys, don't take that shit. All right? Don't, there's only one way to lose weight. Suffer. That's the, the safest and healthiest fucking way to do it. If you're in the fucking bathroom stall like a goddamn junkie, 
you know, sitting in your bathroom stall, fucking shooting up like you're Sid or fucking Nancy. You're not in a punk band, right? You're not going to kill your girlfriend and then commit suicide. You just had too many burgers. All right, start the day off. Rub one out. No, start the day. <laughs> start the day off. Room temperature lemon juice. You drink that shit, right? I'd go brush my teeth too, because the lemon every day that'll that'll eat away the enamel of your teeth, right? Which is basically the point I'm making here: is you can't have your cake and eat it. Literally, you're not going to go around eating fucking pork chops and a slice of cake and then just go shoot yourself, you know, in the thigh or whatever the the thigh gap that you want, and then you're going to drop weight, you know, because I don't have an appetite now. There's something fucked up about that. All right, you have to suffer. Supper? You have to suffer like Jesus on the cross, except you do it on an elliptical and you're not nailed to it. You can get off it after 30 minutes. All right? So no matter how much the elliptical sucks or eating a salad sucks, you know, you're not nailed to a piece of wood. I mean, if that ever happened. Right? You know, I saw this thing recently on uh, Instagram because I don't read. You know? We need to normalize not reading. Um, anyway, I, I was watching this, this video and, uh, it was this really smart guy talking about fucking his, you know, knowledge of the universe and the out, outer space and all of that shit. Right. <clears throat> no, it was not Neil deGrasse Tyson, who I still maintain is an average scientist Okay, until I see that guy talk to another scientist and make that guy go, wow, Neil, I never thought of that before. Other than that, he's just explaining the universe to shitheads like me. And of course, we're going to be impressed. That's like if you don't play any musical instrument and somebody comes over to your house, picks up a ukulele and goes, dun, 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 dun. you're going to have an ear to ear grin like, oh, my God. Did Eddie Van Halen just come back from the dead and pick up a ukulele in my fucking foyer? Right? But if you, you know, I'm just saying. I want to see that guy impress another scientist. Um, anyway, so this was some other guy. Okay? Sort of an indie scientist. He's not as, as like where, where Neil deGrasse is like a fucking pop scientist. You know what I mean? He's selling out the Staples Center, right? Talking about, now, if I do this and I add salt, yeah, it's going to foam up. And we're all like, wow. <laughs> Is he magic? I thought David Blaine was amazing. Holy shit. Um, so this guy's explaining the fucking universe and then understanding the universe on the level that he did. He was talking about how he perceived humanity on the planet Earth. It was very small, insignificant that we were like basically these fucking, uh, I don't know, like maggots on a plum or something. He didn't say maggots. He wasn't like insulting, but I can't remember what he said because I'm not smart, right? So, of course, every all the fucking Jesus freaks and religious fanatics can't fucking handle this information. So they immediately have to say, you know, they throw this quote in there that some scientists said. 
that he said when you once you get into science, science, he was basically comparing it to like a cup of coffee. He said your first sip of it, you immediately become an atheist. And he said, but at the bottom of the cup is God. So all of these Jesus freaks are all fucking loving that quote. But it's like, hey, 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 he said God. He didn't say organized religion. He didn't say your religion. That's just a bunch of shit that the maggots on the plum came up with. Right? And how, how's that been working out? Wars, torture, rape. Right? Is the bottom of the, of the cup when you find fucking God that's nailing some hippie to a fucking stake? Whatever the hell they did? I don't think it is. Is that having wars with other fucking people? Because of how, how I, Bill, we get it. We get it. That's all I'm saying. It just fucking annoys me. It fucking annoys me, these organized religion fucking idiots walking around so goddamn scared that they're going to die someday. It's like, dude, what are you afraid? You're dead. <laughs> if you're laying there dead going, oh, my God, I'm dead, you're still alive. Anyway. Listen, I don't pretend to know things like Neil deGrasse Tyson, okay? I'm just a fella here who's just trying to enjoy the fact that my New England Patriots with fucking Zappy drove down the field at the end of the game when everyone thought it was going into OT with injuries at all three levels of our defense, our best guys out. Old fucking Zappy drives us down the goddamn field. Beautiful back shoulder fucking pass. Avoiding a rush, throwing it over the middle. Next thing you know, we're in field goal position. The kick is up. The kick is good. Go fuck yourself. Bill Belichick takes another step towards Don Shula in that record. And that's what the fuck he wants. Jesus Christ, the amount of people calling for his job. Don Shula coached for like an, another, I don't know how many fucking years. Let's see. He coached like into the early 90s. He almost coached for another 20 years after his last Super Bowl. But then again, there wasn't social media. Social media, I call it anti-social media. Fucking bills burned me. What about the Chargers? They should, they should, they should have community service cleaning up the fucking highways for one weekend for that complete lack of effort that they put in against the Raiders. And then the next, okay, they, then they achieved what they wanted to do, get rid of their fucking coach. They play, literally played flag football on a nationally televised game and were like down like 42 to nothing at the fucking half and they got rid of their coach. And then this week, right, they fucking show up. Because old Billy Redface took the fucking bills laying like fucking ten and a half or something crazy. And then they show up because they don't want to get kicked off the team. Now they decide to play. Can you imagine the Chargers coach on fucking Christmas weekend? But he was standing there in his underwear, right? Probably has Charger underwear. You know, he hasn't had time to go shopping. He's just trying to figure out like what the fuck happened. He's standing there in his Charger. Oh yeah, there it is. Now you're fucking trying. See, this is a team I put together. It's the fucking team I put together. Um, congratulations to the Lions winning their first division in 30 fucking years. Incredible. The Steelers continuing to beat up the Bengals no matter what the fuck their situation is. 
They usually get the Browns, actually, if I'm going to be honest. Shout out to the Packers. Fucking me. Had you guys three and a half. You can't beat the lowly Panthers by Panthers. Panthers by three and a half. Got fucked on that one. How about the Cowboys? The Cowboys. Now, were they exposed by the Buffalo Bills? I mean, these are the questions that I ask myself rather than being concerned about bigger things. Um, did I hear people that were pro-Palestine shut down O'Hare Airport on Christmas? I mean, who organized that? The Israelis? <laughs> That's got to be the dumbest thing you could ever do to get people to get on your side. Why couldn't you be protesting to free Palestine while helping people with their luggage <clears throat> into the airport? That's like these fucking hairy-legged ladies. Whenever they get upset, what do they do? They sit their fat asses down in the fucking, uh, in traffic. Jesus Christ, 20 minutes of that, you're ready to legalize hitting women again. I don't, I, I've never understood protesting like that. That doesn't, like, I'm going to completely fucking inconvenience you. How about the Ravens showing that defense still wins championships? All those 49er fans, you know, they're skipping around out there in that fucking football stadium they have. I swear to God, looks like a vintage roller coaster, you know? Um, I had the 49ers this week. I had the Giants. The Giants saved my fucking ass. How about the Dolphins finally beating the good team for the first time this year? You know, shout out to Nick Kroll. He did a great job. He had a great game plan for the Dolphins. Um... All right. Let's get on with the podcast here, people. Let's get on to what the fuck it is I want to talk about this week, which is what, basically? Um, fucking Chiefs lose. I love everybody. They're so excited that the Chiefs lose. Shout out to Chiefs fans. You know, you win a couple of Super Bowls. All of a sudden, everybody just fucking hates you just because you're winning. That's like, I'm telling you, that's what I'm living right now. Like, we fucking sucked. And everybody's like, you fucking suck. Right? Then we get Bill Parcells and like, you still didn't win it. You fucking suck. Right? And then we win six out of nine Super Bowls. And during that time, what do people say? You cheated. Now that that's over, it's fuck those six Super Bowls. What are you doing now? You suck. <laughs> <laughs> so Chiefs, that's what's going to happen. Um, I would never count the Chiefs out. I don't know how many times I've seen them um, during this, this time that they've been good, which I'm sure they're labeling as a dynasty, which is ridiculous because they're not a dynasty. Um, you know, during this run where they had the team to knock off in the AFC. I can't tell you how many times they had a couple of losses in the regular season. Everybody's all, go, oh, geez, it's the end. Is Patrick Mahomes a fucking overrated? No. They're still going to be a problem in the playoffs. They just are. Because their quarterback is better than your quarterback. Sorry. All right? He, I think he's the best guy in the AFC. Oh, by the way, what happened to fucking, uh, what happened to uh, Brock Purdy? I bought into that hype. I bet against the fucking 49ers not to cover the spread three fucking weeks in a row. And you know what's going to happen. This is like playing fucking roulette. Red, red, red. All right, fuck it, black, red. Loser. That's what happened to me. 
And I started buying into this Brock Purdy hype. I tell you, look at his throw. I mean, he's letting the ball go before the receiver makes his cut. It's like, isn't that what they all do? Isn't that what the fuck you turn around as an NFL receiver, the fucking ball's right there? I thought that's what all the great ones did. So I sat there, and I believed that there was another great Purdy. Okay, up until then, there was Bernard Purdy, and then there was everybody else. And I was like, well, maybe, maybe Brock Purdy. Maybe he's our white Bernard Purdy. For those of you who don't play drums, Bernard Purdy's one of the greatest drummers of all time, one of the sickest grooves of all time. And he also claims that he played on some of the Beatles albums, which I don't believe because there's a consistency in all of that playing. It's all Ringo's voice. So unless he's the greatest impressionist on drums ever, I just don't, I don't think so. But then again, who knows? Maybe they, they put a mop top fucking fab... Fab Four wig on him, and he was able to channel it. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, so anyway, old Freckles, old Freckles, he's doing great with something I have not been good at for 20 years, moderation. Or as my mother says, everything in moderation. She would always yell that. Sorry, I dropped the fucking mic here. She would always yell that. Over everybody at the holiday parties. And, ah, you know, I'm drinking too much. I got to lay off the cigarettes and blah, blah. You know, really loud chatter. And then she would yell over the side, everything in moderation. <laughs> and after a while, we would, we would finish the sentence with her. In moderation. And she would just laugh. And guess what? She was right. She was right. Um, so... I've been able to go back to drinking coffee and only having one cup a day. I have one cappuccino and I have it at my house because I think I make the best one in town. All right. Talking a lot of shit, but I figured out my coffee machine and I like sitting out on my back porch, you know, plotting my next move. I'm kidding. That's the fucking picture I hate the most is, you know, when they when they're shooting somebody that's in the public eye. And they do that thing with it. They, uh, what is, what, you know, they're sitting down and it's like they have like, their hand is always near their face, you know, and they're never looking at the camera. They're looking, they're looking to the future, you know, they got like that fucking like, yeah, man. I mean, I like conquered everything. Like what's my next challenge? <laughs> Oh, by the way, I fucking stumbled onto a couple of things. Oh, and cigars. I have not had a cigar since um, Thanksgiving, like 33 fucking days ago. But I'm having one this afternoon with a buddy of mine, and then I'm going to have one at the Rose Bowl. And I'm only having one today and one then, and then I'm shutting it down <clears throat> until the Super Bowl. All right? And then... Uh, I think I'm going to shut it down again until like April. I'm going to try to do like maybe one a month or one every other month and just really enjoy it because I found that having one cup of coffee a day, I enjoy it more. And if I randomly take like two days off and then have that cappuccino, oh, it tastes unbelievable. But I'll tell you, this, this might surprise you guys. If you drink four every day... <laughs> 
you can't fucking taste it anymore. So my new obsession since I saw that Kojak episode, as I was calling it the Denali Ferrari, not the Dino, the Denali, like a fucking GMC. I can't help it. I'm a truck guy, right? And I'm an American and I'm not cultured when it comes to European sports cars. The Dino Ferrari in silver. They made it, I don't know how, like from like 69 to 74 or something like that. It was a mid-engine V6, was not actually considered a real Ferrari. They are fucking gorgeous. So I look one up and I go, you know what? What if I just bought one? I drove it for a year, enjoyed it. So I know the car. I know what it feels like. I know what it's like to drive the car. It'd be fucking amazing. And then I just sell it. And I started thinking like, well, maybe that's what I do. Why don't don't I just buy a classic car every year? I know I'd always lose money. You drive it for one year and then you sell it before it really gets a chance to take root. And I mean, fucking everything from a fucking old school Ferrari to like a Buick Grand National. I mean, I love the 83 Cutlass personally. Like some of the 80s cars that I always loved. Thunderbird Turbo Coupe, right? 87 um, in silver. Um, not a lot of cars in the eighties. Uh, what else? You know, I'm really starting to like the Mopar shit. I was never a Mopar guy, but anyway, Ford Galaxy, 65 Riv, a fucking, uh, Boattail Riviera, you know, 67 Cadillac Eldorado, just fucking just drive them for a year. You sell them, you lose a bit of fucking money. Is anybody out there doing that? Cause I don't want to be this guy that has like fucking... You know, a bunch of fucking cars. And they're all going to leak and they're all a fucking pain in the ass. But like, I love them. There, there are a few places out here where you can just rent them. I think I'm just going to do that. Like once a month, you rent one, you have it for the weekend. It's fucking amazing. And the door doesn't quite close right. But who gives a fuck because you're giving it back on Sunday. Right? People, I'm just thinking out loud here. Um... It was something else, though, I, I did want to talk about before that is uh, that Roundup. Oh, yeah. Someone was telling me that these fast food places finally have to fucking admit that they're using Roundup. <laughs> and they're fucking for fertilizer and shit. Like, I don't know. I don't know. That shit is like Agent Orange for, for civilians still still using it. So I don't know what to do, man. I saw this thing where it was saying that you could fucking uh, use baking soda on all your fruits and vegetables to get the pesticides off it. Uh, which pesticides, they, are they necessary? I, I would think so, to try to keep all of these people alive. I don't know. But then you see these other people. You just take a little bit of toothpaste and some lemon juice and you create this mixture and you just go out and you paint your plants and it's fucking fine. Which I think works good for a backyard garden. But if you're commercial farming, you know, that's a lot of toothbrushes, no? All right. Bill deGrasse Tyson needs to shut the fuck up. I really have no idea. I mean, for at least the last seven minutes, I've had no idea what I'm talking about. You know? But it's the day after Christmas. <clears throat> I did real well on Christmas. I did. You know, I got some nice sweaters. This is all dad shit. Um... And then I, I got a, I got a new snare drum and I got a snazzy jacket. I mean, that's enough for me. 
you know, jacket, I got some underwear. The older you get, the more you appreciate new underwear and socks. New socks? New socks. You show up to work, you know. That chick you want to bang is like, what's going on with you? What'd you do this weekend? And, you, and then you play it coy. Oh, wouldn't you like to, like to know, right? And next thing you know, you're banging her, right? You bent her over the hood of her own car, and you're banging her out in the parking lot. And you can't figure out what feels better. Banging her or those new socks on your fucking feet. <laughs> it's, a, it's a push. <laughs> um, anyway, Christmas went off without a hitch. We got all the presents down there. We did all that. All right, I'm back. I don't know what just happened. I always forget to put it on airplane mode when I'm recording here. Um, so anyway, yeah, the, uh, the Christmas went off without a hitch. Fantastic. The kids loved their gifts. They were ridiculously excited. And, uh, you know, I didn't put them through. Like we used to do this thing in, in when I was growing up, like one year, my siblings, we got up and we fucking went downstairs. Or was it upstairs? I can't remember. Can't remember. Probably upstairs. Yeah, we went upstairs. Hey, we moved around a lot, okay? And we just opened all the fucking gifts really quickly. And my parents were like, well, what the fuck? We did all of that work, and it's over in two seconds. So then they started doing this thing. You can't open them until after we have breakfast. And then it was, we have to go to church and then we're going to have breakfast. And then they would just sit there and they'd have their fucking coffee and just enjoy just torturing us. Just torturing us. We're like, Jesus fucking Christ. And they're like, not yet. We're having our coffee. You know what I mean? I'm telling you, they got off on it. So now I go the other way. I, I'm sort of a little bit like I'm the I, I definitely go like, hey, one present at a time so everyone can see what you got. And, uh, you know, and also we can see who gave who what. So in the end, when you got to do all the FaceTime shit, you know, you don't say like the wrong thing. And still this year, somebody called up and said, hey, how did your son enjoy the gift I got? I said, I don't know, man. What did you get? I don't know. I have no idea. Like 90 people send us fucking shit. I got a bunch of relatives. I, I don't know. And then they described it. Oh, yes, they loved it. And then we ended it. And then that was it. And everything went fine. Everything went fine. Um, oh, God damn it. Now I got the fucking thing off and I can't go to check my emails to read the, uh, to read the goddamn advertising for the week, right? So now I got to take this off. Technology, does it make your life easier? Yes, in certain areas. I would think so. I have no idea. I don't know what I'm talking about here. All right, here we go. Oh, MMP content. Oh, there it is. There it is. Would you look at that? Wait, do I have no reads for the week? Oh my God. I got to stop fucking around. I really have to stop fucking around when I'm, I'm, I'm doing... The advertising. I got to do some more straight reads. No offense to gay people. I got to do more straight reads because I keep getting fucking in trouble. 
You know, it's not that. I just felt he was suggesting. Um, all right, let's do uh, let's do the fucking let's do the the ad, ad reads. The ad reads. Lolly, lolly, lolly. Get your ad reads here. All right, MMP content. 1224. Bill, good emails. Inbox was a little light this week, so there are only three. Oh, Jesus. What are you guys out there celebrating fucking Christmas? Is that what it is? All right. Let's read them. Okay. All right. You guys, you guys not going to send me emails. It's going to be a fucking short podcast on the necessity of starving. Hey, scrotum dome. I resent that. I have a nice fucking head. Uh, I don't have a fucking wrinkly ball bag of a head. Uh, my neck's getting there, though. I wanted to get your advice or your perspective on something. I am an artist slash performer, but I have a nice day job. Oof. I tell you, that's a rough situation. And often other performers in my field will look down on me because I'm not doing the starving artist thing. In some cases, other artists have taken, even taken... A Sharpie and drawn on my car. Well, you know what? You need better friends. Well, you never said they were friends. They're just artists. Well, fuck them. Fuck them. It's the people are idiots. There's only one way to do things the way I'm doing things. Don't fucking listen. Don't even listen to me. Unless what I'm saying to you resonates and fucking makes sense. Fuck those people. Dude, that is the biggest fucking bitch move in the fucking world is when you have a problem with another fucking man and you go up and instead of confronting them, you you vandalize their fucking car. That is such a bitch fucking move. If you don't believe me, there's a zillion videos of, of guys showing ex-girlfriends destroying their fucking cars. I love when they do that shit, when women destroy guys' cars or, or their property, their apartments and stuff. You know, that's actually a great sign because what she's saying is that, you know, that's what, that's how much she values stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> so she was going to fucking one way or another, she was going to cost you a ton of money. So you might as well rip the bandaid off. You know, um, I look forward to the, a future where women are actually charged with destruction of property. Regard, oh, he cheated on me. Great. That doesn't mean you get to wreck a fucking $40,000 car because you're upset. You know, why don't you take a little bit of responsibility and, and, and fucking, you know, take it on yourself that you were dating an asshole. Right? There's plenty of nice guys that liked you. You didn't like them. You tried to land the guy with the fancy fucking car that smelled good, that all the women wanted to bang. And guess what? You found out you were just another notch in the bedpost. Lesson learned. Go find a nice guy. That's not what they do. That's not what they do. They fucking go attack your car. Um, anyway. This person goes on to say, what these people fail to realize, this is the guy talking about, I guess, the artist drawing on his car. What these people fail to realize is that I'm a serial dream chaser. I came from working class parents and I, buddy, you don't have to explain yourself to me. You know, you bought a car with money that you earned by fucking working. All right. 
people shouldn't go up and draw on it because they don't like the way that you're trying to, I don't know, make a career out of being a painter or whatever the fuck it is you're doing. But we'll, we'll continue. I came from a working class from working class parents and I was a millionaire by the time I was 26. I feel like if I could achieve my dreams, uh, wait a minute. And I was a millionaire by the time I was 26. That's fucking amazing. I feel like if I could achieve my dreams once I could do it again, but they don't see that. Additionally, if we all have to work day jobs, whether that's waiting tables or barking tickets for comedy clubs, I'd rather do a job that I enjoy. Additionally, Dopamine is important for creativity, so I'd rather be happy during the day so that I could come up with ideas. Um, you seem wise beyond your years. You know, unless you were in sex trafficking, I don't know how you made your fucking money. You're not a slumlord. Um, I stand behind you. Anyway, still, I could see the counterpoint. There's a Will Smith quote where he says, you shouldn't have a plan B because it distracts you from plan A. Uh, and clearly he didn't have another plan when he marched up on that Oscar stage. Well, yeah, I mean, I look, I'm not, relationships are fucking complicated. I'm not going to step into that labyrinth. Uh, <laughs> I mean, from afar, he should have had a plan B before it even got to the fucking Oscars. Because I like Will Smith, you know? Anyway. Uh, but he didn't, and he stayed with plan A, so that's, <laughs> I mean, whatever, I mean, hey, listen, we all do whatever the fuck we is, that we, that we, you know, we all, I'm trying to be less fucking judgmental, I really am, you know what I mean, I'm really trying, not, I don't know what the fuck other people are going through, I, I realize that I'm an asshole, so what am I going to do? I mean, it's easy to sit back and be like, yeah, you know what this person should have done? I can't say this. People should not go around drawing on other people's cars. Anyway, without veering too far from this quote, I think the point is that uh, there's probably something to not living a life that's too comfortable, such that it distracts you from your real goals. All right. Here's something that I'll tell you. I'll tell you because I don't have a co-host to tell me to shut the fuck up. Um, just because somebody is successful doesn't mean they know anything. All right. And there's this thing that I've noticed with people after they're successful is that after they make it, they, and then they go to tell their story, they then put a whole bunch of fucking mustard on it. And I knew in that moment, when I walked into that room, either I was going to get this gig or my life was over. And it's in those moments you have to have the courage and all of that fucking stroking your own dick horseshit. Um, this is what happens. This is what really happens is you go after a, unless you're a fucking lunatic and you're literally trying to cross people off your list and you're a fucking sociopath, whatever. Okay. Um, most of us, you go after a dream because it like you connect with it and it makes you feel good doing it. Right. For me, it was playing drums, music, but I realized that I, I just didn't have the gift, but I always made people laugh. And gradually I gravitated towards like stand up comedy. Now, I definitely wanted to make it. I definitely wanted to succeed. I definitely wanted to be a famous comedian. 
but I didn't have any sort of plan beyond sign up for as many places that will put you on stage as possible. And then it was just, okay, now I'm one of the better open micers. I can now get paid. And I became a host. And then a host like, oh, I'll become like a feature. And then you become a feature. And then you become like a headliner. And then you're doing C rooms. And then you move up to B rooms and A rooms and blah, 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 blah. But there was no, like, um, like this rigid, like, I have one fucking plan in life. Da, 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 da. And, and, and like, this is the only fucking way to do things. All right. There is no one way to do things. And you really got to watch out for fucking egomaniacs that are just sitting there stroking their own. I mean, believe me, believe me, there's a bunch of them in my fucking business. And it's amazing just sitting there, watching them talking about themselves um, and keep repeating the same stories over and over again. And then what's amazing is gradually everyone else starts saying about them what they were saying about themselves. It's like this fucking hypnosis thing. So um, I, I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't listen to Will Smith. Okay, that guy has a lot of fucking shit he needs to work on. He's wildly successful in some areas, not so successful in other areas. Guess what? Just like me. Okay? So there's a lot of fucking luck and a lot of fucking luck involved getting somewhere. So there there is none of that. All right? What you should be doing is like if you, being an artist is something that really fills you up and makes you feel good, that's why you should be doing it. This whole fucking thing of like, I'm going to have my own gallery and, and I'm going to fake my own death so my fucking posters are going to be worth more money and then I'll come back. They're like, oh, fuck, he's back. And then it, all of that shit. That's for corporate cunts. So, um, yeah, anyway, let me get back to this. Uh, person says, I think there's a point there, blah, 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 blah. Still, overall, I wanted to get your perspective on this and whether it's better to be st a starving artist if you don't have to be. No, I was never a starving artist. I was never. I fucking... I worked for like another two years when I could have not had a day job just paying off all of my debt because I knew I was moving to New York City and I was t fucking terrified how expensive it was. So I wanted to go down there. I had no credit card debt. I paid off my student loans. I mean, I didn't move down there until I was like 27. I mean, I was considered old to be a new guy coming to town. And um, I started late. I did everything that, you know, they say, you know, oh, if you, you know, if you wait too long to start, you're not going to make it. You know, all of these fucking rules. I remember the butcher giving me bad advice. I don't know. Everybody wants to be the star. Sitting there with a bloody apron. Cutting up fucking pork chops, giving me advice, negative feedback on getting into show business. So um, I would say be careful listening to other people. If they listen to you and it makes sense, if it fucking makes sense, if it feels good in your gut, then I would listen to it. But don't ever listen to somebody just because they got a big house and a shiny fucking car. You don't know anything about them. All right. If you want to see something fucking insane is you just watch how people like 
like one of the big things to learn in life is um, is recognizing that you're talking to a narcissist. All right, or like a sociopath. And there's little things <laughs> over the years that I've been able to, you know. I grew up around shit like that, so I'm. But I wasn't able to break the code until about six years ago. And now I'm really much better at spotting a narcissist. And, and um, I was looking something up the other day. No, I wasn't. I was on Instagram because that's where I'm, I'm, I'm addicted to my phone. The last fucking addiction I have to get under control. Everything in moderation. Um, sorry, I had to knock that down. Um, that was a foam roller, by the way. Um, let's see. Narcissism. Uh, there was something that this the, these people had... I can't spell this fucking word. I, like, it's just incredible that I... The Lumi, like I can't even fucking spell and I'm doing fine. That right there should make you feel like you're going to be all right with your artist's dream. Uh, deny... Uh, Darvo, that's it. All right, so they came up with this thing that uh, it's called Darvo. It's an acronym, D-A-R-V-O. It stands for Deny, Attack, uh, uh, Reverse Victim, and Defender. And it describes a manipulative tactic often used by abusers to avoid taking responsibility for their actions and shift the blame onto their victims, okay? So when somebody does that, doesn't mean they're a narcissist, doesn't mean they're sociopath they're just something like that so if somebody does something to you you fucking call them out on it and they fucking deny it like this is was my experience with this shit with narcissists it's like the first thing they say is i never did that okay and then the next thing it becomes i'm not going to be i'm not going to sit here and let you accuse me of that and it, it and then it then it becomes that. So I guess that's becoming like the victim. Um, first is I never did that. Then maybe a little bit of anger. Sometimes you know if they know they're dead to rights, they'll do. They'll say like, "Well, look, if I did that, if I did that, then I'm sorry." And it's like, "No, you did do that." And they'll still be like, "Well, I'm I if I don't remember, I I'm being honest with you, I." I don't remember, but if, if what you're saying is true, like that's the best you can kind of get. Um, there's other things too. Like I noticed um, with this person, they had the exact same emotional response to if you told them you stubbed your toe or if your mother just died. They would do this thing where they would just kind of cock their head to the side and be like, oh no. They would just... <laughs> And it was just something, it took a while. And I just sort of noticed with this person, like, they don't feel feelings. Now, it could be because they're completely walled off. I don't think they're a sociopath in that instance. But you just sit there going like, they either don't feel feelings or they don't give a fuck about anything but themselves. So that's the type of shit that I would say that, you know, in life, you have to watch out for when you're going after a dream, okay? Those people that are drawing on your car, 
um, are assholes and they guarantee you would never in a million years like honestly they could, they could pass a lie detector are you an asshole for doing that and they would say no I'm not I'm not because fuck that guy because he's in the corporate world and, da, 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 and they're building this whole fucking story and then they're also buying into this shit and at the end of the day they're also jealous and envious of you that if you want to go out and get a sandwich you can fucking afford it um, so fuck them all right um, and if you have anybody in your life that if you're like, if they're constantly doing shit to you and whenever you, you know, confront them, they deny, they, they, they like, they diminish. That's another thing. I never did that. Or, oh, that wasn't that bad. Oh, that was just a joke. They do that shit. And you're like, no, it wasn't. It wasn't a joke to me. And then, then what they do, oh, jeez, you know, I had no idea. You're so, so sensitive. Or I love the other thing, like, oh, I mean, I, I mean, I can't do anything. That's one. Or what did I do now? All of that shit. Fuck you. Fuck you. What did I do now? Fuck you on all of that shit. Fuck you on all of that shit. Don't, don't let somebody do anything like that to you. Um, I'm acting like there's a way to get them to admit that they've done something wrong. The reality is you can't. And what you have to do is just slowly back away from those people, uh, which is really easy to do with a narcissist. Because once a narcissist is not getting an attention, positive or negative, they, they just, they're in the ether. You, you, they're in the wind. You never see them again. Um, anyway, still, overall, I wanted to get your perspective on this and whether it's better to be a starving artist if you don't have to be. Uh, how did the cushy job people in your generation fare against the starving artists? Um, it had nothing to do with anything. It had nothing to do. It's a myth that you didn't make it because you had something to fall back on. That's all a fucking myth. I'll tell you, the people that did well were gifted people that did the work. All right? Like, I can try to sing in a band all day long, it's not going to sound good. I could have the, you know, you got to have the gift. If you have the gift and you fucking work at it, you know, and you're not an asshole because it's also a business and people want to be around you, you're going to be successful. It has nothing to do with, you know, how much money you have or don't have. And, uh, you know, and also, just because you grow up rich doesn't mean you don't have a bunch of demons uh, and that you had this easy fucking life and everything. Like, you have no idea. Like, some of these rich kids, they grow up, they're some of the loneliest. Maybe here in, like, Robin Williams, like, grew up and had, like, from a wealthy family. But his, his parents were never around. And he had, like, this lonely fucking childhood playing with, like, his army guys and stuff. I mean, it sounded, you know, I, I wouldn't want that childhood for the fucking money. So those are all just... These are all just fucking theories. That's all they are. It has nothing to do with anything. Um, continuing on. Um, this person says, will that always be the case? Um, well, he's asking about having a cushy job versus starving artists, uh, the success rate. Will that always be a ca the case, especially in this age of social media where cameras and editing are expensive and regular people are being priced out? 
Oh, Jesus, there's your cold corporate side coming out, a trend that's happening across art and sports today. Um, no, the, what's happening is, is that corporations are not regulated at all, and they are run by people that are not human, both in my business and in any other business. And what's happening to artists in my business and auto workers, farmers, you know, even just public service jobs, you name it. These people are just taking and taking and taking and taking. And they're just fucking people over and they're heartless. And and what do they do? They blame us because we haven't pushed back. We haven't been able to organize to effectively push back on their greed. So they go, well, you know, I mean, and I mean... We haven't seen any pushback. We haven't seen enough pushback. The government's not doing anything to stop us. Once again, they blame the people that they victimize. So um, the biggest thing that you should try to get out of life is to enjoy it. All right. And there's a lot of shit that you will see on social media and everything. And people think that enjoying life is having a flat screen TV on every fucking wall of your house and having a bunch of stuff and all of that shit. And, uh, and it isn't. It's having enough money where if you want to, you can sit down and fucking take a break and have a fucking sandwich and a nice cup of coffee. It's nothing better than that, you know? <laughs> I don't think, but I'm an old guy. Anyway, good luck to you. Good luck to you. Um, all right. I will admit that one thing that artists are being priced out. I mean, that's not true. I mean, you can shoot a movie on a fucking iPhone. So I think, I think you'll be all right. Um, anyway. I did get, and that was a little bit of a red flag, though, the way you were talking about that. Um, I, I did see a little corporate uh, haze in the atmosphere there. All right, just realized I'm the asshole. Well, hey, buddy, welcome to the fucking world. Welcome to my life. Uh, hey, Billy Tootooth. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, I have all my teeth. I don't have any cavities. I've never had a cavity. I don't know what the fuck... That means, but if you wanted to make, make me self-conscious about something else, you have done it. Um, I've been bothered by a lot in my life. I've been bothered by a lot in my life by a lot of things that have happened to me in the past. Um, that is one of the greatest sentences I've ever read in my life. That's like was like fucking moguls, skiing moguls. I've been bothered by a, a lot in my life. I've been bothered by a lot in my life by a lot of things that have happened to me in the past. Dude, you should be writing for fucking Dr. Seuss. Uh, at this juncture, whoa, pulls out a nice fucking $4 word there. I'm doing really well, but the carryover from my past has followed me like a fog, as you said in the Iron Adam Driver interview. Yes, the fog. That's why a lot of uh, adults with childhood trauma are always moving, can't sit still and always trying to do something else. And it, it, it has your mind on something else because if you sit still, the sadness comes in. Um, anyways, the person said, recently I had a work trip that allowed me some time off where I was by myself. I was stuck listening to other people's conversations and I realized that most people complain about things that don't matter. And I had the realization that I'm not one of them. Well, that's great. How does that make you an asshole? That makes you enlightened. I've been bar barking about everything wrong with the world to everyone around me, and I certainly have a Billy Redface-like temper. 
I did. Th Wait a minute. You said. You said you were listening to these people complain about things that don't matter. And I had the realization. Oh, that you're one of them. Oh, I'm sorry that you bitch. I thought you meant that. I'm sorry. I thought you were saying that you're not one of them. Maybe I read that wrong. Uh, anyway, so you're one of them. I've been barking about everything wrong with the world to everything, everyone around me, and I certainly have a Billy Redface-like temper. I did therapy, and I've done mushrooms, but something clicked where I realized I'm just adding to the noise. Um, that's a good name for a stand-up special, adding to the noise. Uh, my biggest problems... My biggest problem is that I've been blaming people who are easy to blame, people I rarely interact with but know, people that I don't know, and people that I make up in my head, all at the expense of the people around me. I'm 49 years old and had the horrific realization that I've wasted so many precious times in my life thinking I was wrong, but mostly I never spoke to the people who were bothering me. I could never understand why I didn't get along with the people everyone else did, and it's because I never really got to know them. This fucked me up when I realized I'm no different and I shouldn't expect people to like me. My new goal in life is to talk to people in person and not in my head. It's been working well. Well, I had that problem, and sometimes I still do, is I don't go to the person that I'm upset with because when I was growing up, uh, that was not an option. Or the person wouldn't listen. So then you feel hopeless, and then that's when you get like a temper. Um, and then that's when someone goes, well, you know, you can't leave until 2 o'clock. Well, why the fuck can't we leave until 2? You know, you immediately go to that. And it's just like, and there's always an easy solution. Like, I do that all the fucking time. I still do it. The lovely Nia was talking to me about it the other day, and you know, I got to fucking work on it. I have to work on it. I, I, uh, I don't yell at people, but I fucking snap. And she goes every day. I go every day. She goes every day. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to show her. I'm going to go on a fucking streak here, just like cigars. I'm not going to yell. And I, I've yet to be able to not snap before like 11 in the morning. Like there's something. It's, it's just going to make me fucking, you know. I mean, I don't think I'm yelling, but other people do. So, I mean, I have to listen to them. So you're not alone here. Uh, my new goal in life is to talk to people in person, not in my head. It's been working well. I called a friend who I hadn't talked to in a while, and I realized I was the one who shut him out just because I disagreed with him on dumb shit. Anyways, I appreciate all the self-help talk. It definitely inspired some of my changes. Hope you find peace too, Bill. Merry New Year. Well, thank you. That's a very nice thing to wish for me. I hope I do too. I think generally speaking... I'm at peace. Some stuff still bugs me. Um, there's other stuff I can't control. Um, anyway, new girl is overly sexual and it's turning me off. Didn't I just read something like this? Hey, Billy Gringo. What are you talking about, Gringo? I'll go to a fucking taco truck and order a torta. I've been educated by my Latino uh, uh, um, listeners. Latinx. I'm not going to say that. I know why people came up with that. I've been seeing the new girl for a, I've been seeing this new girl for about two months or so. We met on one of the apps and we really hit it off in person. She's smart, cute and funny. Generally funny, not just funny for a chick. I thought I already read this. Is this deja vu? Well, I'll fucking read it again. 
The only problem is, is that she's way too overly sexual with me and it's really starting to annoy slash turn me off. This is when women come in and they just go, Sick a bit of sexual, she wants to fucking body. But if a guy wanted to bang all the time, he'd be like, She is not a fuck outlet. <laughs> Whatever the hell they say. Stop using her as a fucking dick blanket. Um, that's a thing, by the way, a dick blanket. And if you didn't get one for Christmas, I'll have the link on the podcast. Uh, trust me, I'm no prude, but I, but literally 24-7 text, sexting and sending me risque photos. I did read this before. Oh, whatever. I'll give you a different take. While This is the, the DVD extras. While I'm at work uh, sending me all this stuff, it's starting to give me an ick. Yeah, you're at work. You don't want to look at a fucking clam. You're trying to focus here. I hope you're not working with heavier machinery. Uh, at first it was fun or whatever, but holy cow, how can anyone be this horny all the fucking time? I feel like an old person, but Jesus, leave something to the imagination. Yeah, she, you know, she's fucking, uh, boop, 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 boop. She's doing like an autopsy on her fucking puss. Uh, I'm starting to feel less attracted to her because using my male brain, I now think she's some type of easy fuck and most likely does this. A lot with new guys. Well, who gives a fuck if you're using your male brain? You're a guy. Listen, all of these fucking broads that you didn't want to bang anyway, okay? Fucking mind-fucked all men that the way that they think and look at women is completely fucked up. All right? It's not completely fucked up. It's just fucked up. It's not completely fucked up. So sometimes you are right. Not to mention the way they look at men is fucking ridiculous. Um... So anyway, uh, I, this person says, I hate thinking this way, but it's probably true. Am I wrong for thinking this way, Bill? No, you're not. Anyway, Merry Christmas and go fuck yourself. No, you're not. I mean, what is she, what is your fucking work? And she, she's sending all these fucking pussy pictures and all of this shit wants to fuck all the time. Um, yeah, I would say that there's something going on there. If you can't go a work day without her sending you a picture of her tits, she's either massively insecure that you're going to leave. I don't know what, but like, there's a lot going on there probably. And, uh, you know, you have to decide if you want to deal with it or not. And that's just a human thought. Do I want to take on, because you're going to take on her problems, so you're going to have to deal with them. Um, I don't know. Jesus Christ. And then if you break up with her, she's the next guy. She's going to want to fuck even more. You just attract what you fear. And then he's going to leave because he's going to be like thinking the same thing. You know, she'll be sending like fucking stick a camera up her ass or something. Who knows what she's going to do? I don't know. I'm just glad I'm not dating anymore. I can tell you that. Uh, P.S. I've been watching uh, your special since I was 12 years old and I am now 24. Safe to say your comedy helped me sh help shape my sense of humor and outlook on life. Keep on rocking, you ginger pube cunt. Um, I think the big takeaway there was you said, you know, which put me in my male brain. Um, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with looking at a woman that wants to bang all the time and is sending you pussy pictures thinking that maybe she's a little promiscuous. That maybe, you know... Once she fucks your dick raw and you're not giving it to her every night, whatever she's getting out of all of this fucking, she's going to need to get it elsewhere. 
and you're just going to, it's going to be a big fucking, I mean, that, that's not the mother of your kids. Okay. And in defense of that, ladies, is, is the father of your children sending you fucking close-ups of his fucking dick and balls right now? Does that make you say, I want to have a kid with this person? I don't know. Maybe it does. I have no idea. It's, it's, definitely a, uh, it's definitely a different world. So anyways, that is the podcast, everybody. I think that was a fun one. I think we all learned a little something, you know, patting myself on the back. You know, I think I gave you guys some gems. You know, we'll have to run it past Neil deGrasse Tyson. I'm sure he's rolling his eyes. You know, I do like the way he has his fro. It's very like, I think it's like a nod to Albert Einstein. There is something with super smart people that they got their hair has to be a little like attention grabbing to just straight up bedhead like fucking uh, Albert Einstein. So you know that they're they're so they're so busy figuring out the universe. They don't have time to go to the barber. Um, this was all said by a bald man who fucking went to summer school. Um, all right, that's it, everybody. Go fuck yourselves. I will check in on you in, uh, in a couple of days, all right? Enjoy your time off. Eat salads. Get on an elliptical. Fucking turn it around. Don't fucking inject yourself with shit. There's going to be a price to pay. Oh, oh, oh. Is that cancer? All right, I'll see you.